1: Bakers, fresh for everyone.
2: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the Social Psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. I am very pleased to have with us today special guest, Sarah Wiseman. Sarah is an award-winning author and a visionary spiritual teacher. After a near-death experience, Sarah had a sudden opening of consciousness, resulting in the emergence of her natural psychic abilities. Sarah's spiritual understanding expanded as she began to see beyond the veil and gather messages from her spirit guides. Wiseman has offered several books, including her most recent one entitled Messages from the Divine for the Seeker's Soul. Sarah has reached tens of thousands of students worldwide through her books, courses, podcasts, and blogs. A top contributor to Daily Om, Sarah is also the founder of Intuition University, hosts the Ask Sarah and Spiritual Psychic podcast, well worth over 2.1 million listeners, and writes for the Daily Divine blog. I urge you to visit Sarah's website to discover everything that she's currently offering. That website is www.daraweisman.com. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Jason, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: That's a pleasure. It truly is. I uh, just gave you a brief introduction, and one of the things... I'm very happy to be able to talk to you about today is your, your newest book, Messages from the Divine Wisdom for the Seeker's Soul. Before we get into that, I want to just ask you a little about your background in terms of what I understand from looking at your, at your, your bio and your, it sounds like a very interesting story. Uh, it mentions the fact that you've had a near, you had a near-death experience that opened you up to your natural psychic ability. And uh, I wanted to yeah. just ask you a little about that. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. What uh, what, what exactly, and, and I know we only have an hour, so I don't expect you to get too in-depth here, but I was just curious myself, what type of near-death experience did you have and how did you find that? Uh, did it open your abilities right away or was it something that was progressive over time?
0: Yeah. Oh, those are excellent points about the timing. Um, so a lot of people have the style of near-death experience that's more like in a hospital or um, you know where the heart stops and 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 so forth and that wasn't what happened to me um i'm i sometimes call it a near death trauma it was on a plane and we thought we were going to go down and in fact you know everything worked out okay uh i'm i'm here uh but during <laughs> the all the t- you know those those moments where and we ended up making a a landing this was way back in 2000 But during those moments when you just didn't know, that was when something in me just like shook free and uh, I I just had lived this very mainstream kind of life up until that point, creative life, but mainstream life. And something in that experience just, it just cracked me open and it wasn't the same. I wasn't the same after that which was very confusing because what a lot of people who've had these types of jolts to the system are like, once you go through that door, like you don't, you don't get to go back to who you were or to your old life again. So in answer to your question, I I would say the psychic opening was pretty much immediate. And then the spirituality was something that began to grow and build. It's like, You know, if you open a door, just a little crack and a little crack of light comes through and then the door just starts to open more and more and more and more. So the spirituality part, well, gosh, I'm still opening the door, so it's been taking a long time, but, um, you know, so, but it's just, it just was that jolt. It just jolted me awake, I guess I would say. It jolted me spiritually awake from that incident.
1: Okay, so you had a spiritual awakening as a result of that and it's one of those things that never turned off. Once you're once you're alerted to this and you're awoke so to speak, at that point, it's uh it's just something we you've learned to deal with and you make you make the best of it in your sense. You've been able to inspire all these other people through your through your works. Oh no, it's just not like it's not like I'm walking
0: around with, you know, beams of light coming from my hand or something crazy like that. You know, I'm just a regular person, no. but this this consciousness is this consciousness is there and it, it like it can't be it doesn't go away. And I didn't have that before. I didn't have that understanding before this.
1: I was looking at your book and one of the things that struck me when I first opened the pages to your book, it has it looks like a sacred geometry image with the flower of life mm-hmm. in it. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to mm, ask thank you, you. What, yeah. uh, what prompted you to put that image on the, it, I guess it's it's the opposite of the main title page, and that was one of my first questions I wanted to ask you about, is what prompted you to put that image yeah, you, at the beginning of the book?
0: You know, um, I didn't, the designer of the book, who uh, is super wonderful and gifted, they she chose that, and I just loved it, so that became sort of a thematic, I, I almost think of it more like a mandala, actually. Uh, yeah. I, yes, sacred geometry, but my, so like a mandala style, and that just worked out beautifully, and that's kind of carried forward throughout.
1: Well, I really I like the touch of that. I thought that that was great. I um I did have a chance to review your book, and one of the things, looking through it, it's broken into sixty six lessons, and what mm-hmm. I like about it is the way you go about organizing your lessons. And the messages that you have contained within your lessons, I find that they are very enlightening for anyone who wants to pick up something and feel really empowered. I think this book is a great starting point for somebody who who can look at this and get a get an increased understanding of their place in in the universe, our interconnectedness. Um, I I know in your your preface, your preface, you said many of us live asleep. And uh, you know, going into what we just discussed for the first few minutes of the show, I feel like that can actually apply to your life as well. Before you had your, your own awakening, oh, my one question for sure. going, good. It's it's it, it's remarkable that you brought that into your own work because your own story relates to that directly, and I feel like that's very on point. If you can share with our readers how you got this information through the art of channeling, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have you kind of go into that a little bit at this point.
0: I find it fascinating too, and I find it almost surreal how this book was created. Oh no, I do find it surreal, especially I'm I'm fairly like in my regular life I'm quite uh, practical or grounded, and then in my spiritual life I uh, am very much I'm not so much a medium, but I'm very much in touch with the guides. And so I had been channeling. I have channeled since about 2004, but it was always shorter pieces. At, at you know at the very beginning, just a couple paragraphs and maybe a couple sentences, and kind of getting those channeling and writing muscles going. But it was always very um, intentional. I would sit down and open the laptop in the day and say. I'm I'm here to channel. And then what would happen would happen. But for this book, I was woken up in the middle of the night, at like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. kind of thing. And for many days over a couple of months, I was just sort of called to channel this book. And I would just go out to the living room, be in a little blanket and have my little laptop. And I really think, Jason, sometimes, you know, I talk about being in trance. When I channeled it, but I I kind of think I sometimes feel like I was asleep because I just don't have that recollection. And, and what you said about the organization, I find so interesting, too, because I didn't organize the book. I just literally literally the first night or morning, whatever that time is called, dawn, um, mm-hmm. or the sacred hours or whatever lesson one maybe lesson two came I don't remember and it just every day lesson one lesson two lesson three lesson four or however many I was getting in the time period just straight out the whole thing all at once without really any editing or you know minor typing editing but really the whole thing just came out in one piece and I I just think that's It's almost like those composers, you know, who would write a symphony start to finish and you wonder how. And I think there's this (laughs) kind of fugue state or this channeling state where things do come out in, we're just tubes for the divine. We're just tubes for the universe. We're just the conduit. It comes in all prepared.
1: I think that's great. Um, One of the things I'm looking at in terms of my notes, I took some notes on your book and you indicated that there is a soul struggle that we go through, and I wanted to ask you if you could explain a little bit about that in greater detail.
0: yeah, I think what you 're referring to is uh, this idea of when we arrive, so my belief is that we have many reincarnations, we have as soul we 're infinite essence, having you know past lives and present life, and probably multiple present lives and and many future lives. But every time we come in, we're born. It's this, uh, as we pass through into this lifetime, we don't bring with us the direct intellectual knowledge of everything we knew before. We bring it in as a soul memory or a soul's calling. And the whole process of the lifetime is reconnecting with our soul purpose and reconnecting with our soul's calling and it can take us many, many years to, you know, wake up and begin to begin that journey of, of struggling at first because it often is a struggle, and then later um, accepting the journey with, with gratitude and, and joy about it uh, to find out why we're here, what we're here to do.
1: I like that, and you actually mentioned as a journey to awakening. I believe very strongly in a couple of things you mentioned or I believe the beliefs behind your thoughts with this synchronicity. I'm, I'm a heavy Mm -hmm. advocate of that. I think things happen (laughs) and you're led on your path by where, if you let, if you let the universe take the lead, and I know you've mentioned that in your book as well, if you let the universe take the lead Mm -hmm. and you're able to look beyond the immediacy of things that occupy our lives, you know, those things that so many of us get consumed by, how many likes do we have on our posts on social media or, what's the newest greatest gadget x person can get i feel like if you're able to look beyond all that and i believe you you talk about it becoming a divine human which is to move from the mm-hmm. distracted and the chaotic into a a more authentic joyous and profoundly meaningful way of looking at the world i i mm-hmm. really like that can you can you explain a little more about that
0: yeah well so when you were saying that what came to mind is um A couple days ago, I was doing a future life uh, glimpse with some of my students that I work with, and I went into a future life that I'd never imagined or seen. And when you're talking about all those gadgets, you know, that we're so hooked into right now, because in the future life, there weren't any gadgets. Like, there was no technology. It was all, you know, more telepathy-based, or it was so much more advanced. And it's kind of funny. It's like long ago, you know, maybe you might not get this joke, but somebody might because, but my dad had to choose between beta and VHS and he always would choose Beta technology because, because (laughs) that was my dad, you know? And, and I think that it's, it's funny because we get excited and really the purpose of technology is to train our telepathy skills. That's why we have the gadgets now is to learn how to connect. And then later we won't need them. Um, but so, so I think this idea of all these distractions and all these ways, it's all, you know, that's the egoic part of our humanness. That's our brain. That's our looping thoughts. That's uh, people talk about hive mentality or group thought. And really part of the whole journey or struggle is to let go of all those distractions and all those identities and just know yourself as pure, soul, pure, you know, divine human. And um, it it takes a lot of shedding of stuff and ways of thinking and belief systems and, you know, all of it. It's like a peeling off of all your outer skin to reveal what you truly are.
1: Definitely. I like that a lot. And I also noticed here, you talk about four significant experiences you've had concerning receiving things, experience of receiving Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned Mm -hmm. your 33 lessons. Um, You also mentioned four passages of the heart published under the same name, and you talk about two other ones. The fourth one being teachings contained in this book, and you said the other one unpublished. When you Mm -hmm. reference these four significant experiences, how do they fit within your current book that you just completed, Messages from the Divine?
0: Mm, thank you. Uh, the 33 lessons. The, 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 well, the one that's unpublished, I'm a little unclear. It's very short. It was one of the first ones. It's just called kind of the truths. I don't know if it's enough to. Maybe it'll be a part of something, but it's 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 not doesn't have that much heft. It's not enough to be a book. That's why it's unpublished. Okay. But the 33 lessons was the first long period of channeling. Um, and that happened in around 2007, 2008. The Four Passages of the Heart came a few years later as the sequel to the 33 Lessons. And it was a little bit longer. And then this book, Messages from the Divine, the teachings in there is the third piece. But it's almost like it's the prequel, the sequel, and then this book is the real book. This book is what I was sort of working up to being able to receive. Because channeling is a very subtle, very subtle thing. You don't really hear words like words, you hear it like thought. And when you're getting a lot of language in, or a lot of thought in and trying to put it into, you know, typed language, it's a lot of processing that has to happen. So I I don't consider it necessarily simple or easy. You have to listen very carefully and make sure you're getting it exactly down as you're perceiving it. Um, anyway, so that's the progression there.
1: That's great. I have a couple callers. I figured we would take a caller at this moment. Hold on one second. We, uh, a caller is named Catherine. Hi, Catherine. This is Jason Zook. Welcome to the show. I have you on with Sarah. Thank you. Hi, Sarah.
2: Hi. I, I feel kind of – I feel – very odd because i know you as a musician and not as an author although i have yeah. heard you on blog talk before and um so you have kept me company on a lot of miles <laughs> and a bunch of journeys down the highway <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah this is a re- this is a real transitional year for me it feels like i'm i'm doing um i'm doing a lot to create a, a business that um, so I'm trying to supplement our budget, and um, I'm also making a lot of changes to myself physically for health and whatnot. And I just wondered if you can feel any vibes around me of how how life is going to. If you could look at my life at the end of this year, looking back, what do you see? Mm-hmm.
0: So I actually think it's not the end of the year; is not the timing. I think it's the end of actually that point where we're going to turn over into 2020 the end okay. of 2019 but it's all excellent it's actually it's better and bigger i don't necessarily want to say it's like tons and tons more money that's not the money's okay that works out you're going to be okay but it's actually more in your own your own growth huge year and a half or where are we at? Yeah, year and a half. Really mm-hmm. big. I don't think it's almost like you might not recognize yourself at the end of 2019 from how far you're going to come. And it also feels like you haven't, even though you've been working really hard, it's almost like the it hasn't clicked yet, but I think it starts to click in around July or August. It's mm-hmm. just like all that you've been like sort of trying and working on, and suddenly, July or August, it just all, boom, and it's, you know what you're doing, and you're doing it, and it's all working, and you, yourself, are super expanding. It's very exciting. Like,
2: it, it feels we like don't an exciting think, time for me. Yeah,
0: we don't always think we're going to get these exciting stretches, you know, after we're... 30 or whatever we, we kind of think oh it's going to be more subtle but it's this isn't this is a big big year and a half so i would just try and enjoy it you put on your martyrs of sound and just uh just blast it so <laughs> i i do
2: <laughs> to where the kids come in and they're like mom can you it a little bit lower i'm like yeah okay me, all right i'll I'll get you <laughs> yes
0: or 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 I will sometimes find my own daughter, and i'll jason I'll jason we have some albums out that people know about, but I'll sometimes find my own daughter humming along one of the martyrs of sound songs, and it's and then i I comment, and she's so mortified because her idea is, oh mom, i'd never I never would want to listen to your albums, It's just like, oh, but you were humming it just then anyway. So funny. That's great. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah, Catherine, that's yeah, you're so very have, welcome, and thank
1: you for your time and energy.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you be. for calling
1: into our show. Okay, I think I got cut off though. I uh, didn't have the opportunity to bring up your music. Can you tell the audience, tell our audience a little more about your your music compilation and, yes. your, and the type of stuff so, you're doing with that as well? Because that's important.
0: I guess. Yeah, this is part of the journey that um, you know. I'm focusing more on the book right now, but. At the time all this opening happened, I um, found out that I could sing and I didn't know, <laughs> I, I don't actually think I could sing before. And then suddenly my husband's this really, uh, Dr. Steve Koch is really amazing musician and mantra and so forth. And we began to do music together and um, we, then we started recording albums and we've done four albums and our band's name is uh, Martyrs of Sound. So if people wanna check that out. It's all on like iTunes and so forth.
1: Martyrs of Sound. It's great.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Going back to your book for a second, one of the things I was looking at in one of the earlier chapters, it talks about the idea of the soul entering the body at the moment of a of an infant's birth. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you can give us a little perspective on that, in the sense that when the soul actually enters the body and a lot of us wonder about that. You know, the average person, any mother, any parent, you know, tell us what exactly that you, you found from your experience with your book and through the channeling, what information or insight you can offer on that process that perhaps the average person themselves may not think about or consider.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, one of the, the interesting things about channeling is Things come through that I don't particularly have a grasp on and sometimes I grow into the meaning and sometimes I don't know the meaning for a long time. My own, me as a person, I've, I've had um, three kids and I always felt really connected to the soul of my child, you know, while I was pregnant with them. I always just definitely felt that, so this idea the soul comes in at birth. So. I'm not sure how to look at that, but I think the, the the meaning behind the meaning is this idea that the soul becomes conscious of itself as a human at the moment it comes into birth, at the moment it's born. The soul, the moment it becomes into the world, instead of in the the mother's body, the moment it, it, it is born it becomes conscious of all the world, the earth world around, and it becomes conscious like, oh, I'm in a new environment. And that's the start of the start of trying to remember, you know, where we, where we were before this lifetime.
1: Interesting. I I definitely subscribe to that theory as well about having different prior lives and reincarnation. I I think it's, it's a, it's a definite approach that you take with your book that I can, I can identify with myself looking at it. Mm-hmm. One of the things, one of the things you uh, you talk about in the beginning of this is how to use the book. You call it a soul. Is, is it a soul a growth in a course in soul growth? How do you, if you were to describe if let's say somebody listening to this episode wanted to pick up this book and expect how to approach it, what would be your recommendation to them?
0: Oh, um well, it kind of depends on people's personalities. One per one person said that she picked up the book and read it start to finish in 5 hours and she didn't make dinner for her family because <laughs> she was reading the book. So that's one way, right? And I'm Absolutely. and then I laughed and you know, I'm the person who picks up a book, I I take it about 3 quarters in, I read 3 quarters to the end and then I go back into the middle. And then I start in the front. So you could <laughs> you could use it that way too. I, I think it's really the kind of book, because it's so, um, each lesson is its own little piece to digest. And then there's a little exercise after each lesson. You could even use this book just by opening at random. And like, what is my lesson for today? So you can read it progressively or you could also use it um I won't say randomly because that's not a true word, but uh, you know you can just dive in here and there and still gain benefit. Some people will be very diligent, you know, they'll do all the exercises. Some people might do the exercises that they enjoy. Some people might just read the exercises. It's very open as to
1: how how you might approach it.
0: Other people might do it as a little study group. I think that would be a pretty good way to use this book, actually.
1: You have uh, there, each section has interludes. I, I notice, for example, you have the new soul inter- interlude. Can you explain why you put the interludes where they are in your in your in your book?
0: Yeah. So the interludes are not channeled. They came from. I have written on my blog for a long time, sort of like little tales from. I live out here in the Oregon woods, and so we're in a lot of nature. I have a lot of experiences being in this natural setting and in Oregon that maybe, you know, people in more urban areas, they just don't, don't have the same kind of um, perspective. So I chose some of those stories or wrote some stories to just kind of illustrate, I don't know, little pieces of my life that kind of tied into what the lessons were. And um, just, it felt a little, the lessons themselves seemed a little needed some levity or needed some personalization. So people could kind of get both parts, like the part that was being channeled, but also the part that I integrated in my own life through these little stories or interludes.
1: And then I'm also looking, one of the things that struck me as an interesting concept, since I know you do music as well, singing with your heart open. What, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you mean when you say that, that concept?
0: Yeah, I think that refers to, there's a couple of parts. Um, I think that's an interlude and that refers to when I was many, 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 many years ago when I was <laughs> in Catholic school. I went to I went to a convent school. I mean I wasn't in a convent, I just that the nuns taught the school and they you we had music like every day or every other day. It was very frequent and they would just make us all sing, you know, if if you were a bass, it didn't matter. Uh, you would just sing all the four parts, you know, of of the tone. And she the nun would just walk around and she would go and stand by you. And if you weren't singing, like, belting it out with your passion, like, uh, you know, an opera singer, she would just sort of, like, stand there until you just gave it your gusto. And I think what she was really doing... One, she was teaching us music, but I think she was also teaching us how to open our hearts in this passionate way um, all together as a group. I think she was a very wise, wise teacher at that time. And that idea, you, when you sing, when you sing with big gusto, your heart can't help but open. It's just what happens when you let that part of yourself become free.
1: That's, that's very Well said. (laughs) I'm going to put another caller on uh, by the name of Wendy. Hold on one second. Hi, Wendy. This is Jason Zook. Welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much. This means the world to me. (laughs) Hi, Wendy. It's Sarah. Sarah. Hi. Hi, Hi. Sarah. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Is it okay to ask my question? Okay. If that's all right. I Yeah. I changed chiropractors. It's a lady. Her name is Pam. I'll see her tomorrow. And I'm also going to see a pain management doctor. So those are the the changes that I was referencing. So will this help me to win my injury case and keep my employment? That's basically my question. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Well, yeah,
0: so Wendy, I'm going to there's a couple different pieces of this. Um, and it's kind of a lot to to sort of there's a lot there's a lot going on so I want to just give you a couple answers and then um, maybe mull that over but so you know there's there's nothing random and the accident was not in any way any kind of punishment of you but it was a wake up uh, on some parts of your life that maybe you're not even sure what you were woken up about but things are starting to move. Spiritually for you, so it's all good. It's just that um, sometimes it's uncomfortable, you know, when we have to get woken up that way. So that's the first part to understand that this is bigger than just being. And I'm sorry you were rear-ended, but this is bigger than Mm -hmm. than something random or something that happened to you. Uh, This is a change and shift in your life, and it's beneficial if you can begin to, you know, look at it that way. The other piece is that um, in terms of your injuries, those are actually going to very much, very much improve. And it's actually not so much around a uh, particular chiropractor or pain management. It's actually just the body needs more time. It's really has not been that long uh, for the tissues uh, and, and so forth to, um, do their healing work. You you just in in more time things will get better. So trust that. And then as for the mm-hmm. law case, and I think Jason, you're an attorney, is that right? I don't I don't want to give legal advice Yes, here, I am. But no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So, yeah. So as for the legal case, um, you know, you can you can go down a long road of uh, personal injury and a lot a lot of attention uh, spent on the redoing the drama and the, of what happened. And I think you need to look really carefully about um, if your attorney is saying, you know, a hundred percent, we can get a great amount for you. Then maybe do it. If your attorney is saying, uh, I don't know, we can probably get this. We'll have to see. It may or may not. It may not be worth all of that effort. Like your precious life to go through and um do all that and i don't i'm not going to give the answer there but that's something to look at and yes you're going to be fine to work but again you just need a little you just need a little more healing time so take that anyway wendy thank you for calling and we do we wish you the best because it's not fun to be in an accident Definitely. but consider it as an opening it's an opening for you so thank you for calling Absolutely.
1: Thank you for calling us, Wendy. The one thing I'll add to you, I didn't mean to cut you off at the beginning, just I know you'd asked the question last week, a similar question. I will tell you what I told you last week and I, I believe or, or two weeks ago. You're definitely going to get through this experience, have confidence in yourself and everything will work out for you. Uh, I tell my clients every time I work with them through my own readings, try to get rid of the what ifs in your mind, any negative thoughts that might enter, any concerns. Pay homage to that, of course, but you don't need to be really absorbed by it and i think you'll find you'll be liberated you will things will work out for you but thank you for calling into our show today
2: thank you and and i respect that you that you were indicating a new question and hopefully you feel that it was because of the new events and absolutely i thank you both
1: absolutely I thank you for calling in and thank you thank you have a good day sarah I, I i appreciate you taking that thank you so much i um
0: yeah no people are people have a you know they just want reassurance, and um, when you have those situations, you know you're not, you're not always in a great place you, and you're right letting go of that negativity is or the victim or the fear' is, that's the first step, just letting it go trusting
1: I find that it, I find that as one of the most common things when people come to me for readings is they're consumed by that, and i one of the things I feel I try to say or share, and I know your book is good for this is to is mm-hmm. to try to adapt adopt more of a positive mindset and to understand that whatever situation you're in right now, it's not the permanent. It's just a temporary fleeting thing. You'll work through it. Perspective and how Mm -hmm. you approach things Mm is going to really help you with your situation.
0: I also think that idea, learning to detach, well, what you just said, you learn to detach from the ups and downs and you kind of just, okay, here's where I am today. So how am I going to deal with This (laughs) this <laughs> and and just having that more smooth approach over you know learning to do that is really help makes people a lot happier instead of going up and down emotionally all the time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I do have another caller. I've been on hold for quite some time. That I'd like to uh, okay take their question. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Jason Zook. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Jason. Hi, Sarah. This is Valerie.
1: Hi, Hi Valerie. Welcome to
2: the show. Hi. Thank do you. Do you have any
1: questions for us? Thank you.
2: I do. I want to see if I would be in a relationship this summer.
1: Sarah, do you want to go first with that?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, so I'm. I'm a. So Valerie, we didn't. You and I didn't talk today or in the last couple of days, right? I think it's a yes, different it Valerie. No, we did. We yes, did talk, we did, but it was a different question. Yes. Okay. What was the first, What was the question that you asked previously? Just to because I that's I had that sense of familiarity, not necessarily from your yes. name, but like. So, what was the first question you asked before?
2: Oh, was it was work related.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. That just it, it kind of like for me, it all just clicks in like like a little system in my head. So, relationship, um, that's not what i'm seeing yes there's eventual uh relationship but that's not your that's not your um i know that that's what you you want or or even that's what you think you want but i'm not seeing that as being the thing that is at the forefront right now it's more about you kind of more related to this job stuff and becoming personally empowered uh, and And having personal like really taking charge of your power and relationship right now might be choosing the wrong style of person that you would almost become like more dependent on them or let them be in charge, and you're supposed to be in charge right now, oh yeah, I'd like to be in charge definitely <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, like you just need more you just need more of that, you need more of you need. Being your power—that's what I—that's what I'm seeing.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So let go of that. Focus on some other dreams besides. Focus on some bigger, like personal goals about like what you want to do
1: in your well, life and what
0: good. you want to create. Yeah, yeah that would go. That's right. That's the work. Th- yeah, that would go. Yeah, to the that. work. Dream pretty big on the work, like push yourself, because you, now is a really great time for that aspect for you. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Valerie. Thanks for calling.
1: Thank you for calling in. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much.
1: I have so many people that ask about the relationship thing, and one of the things I try to tell them is it's always good to anticipate wanting to be in a relationship, but there's sometimes certain legwork you have to do before you even get that, to that point, and i think that that was a, yeah. a good point you just raised focusing on the bigger things and then everything kind of fall in place from there
0: yeah i think and not 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 for valerie in particular but and sometimes it's this really beautiful thing to be not in a relationship like you have so much freedom and uh get to really explore your own personality and self it's looking at that as um not a bad thing as a as a gift of some kind to have that time and that you know by yourself is kind of a lovely thing too at at some level also.
1: Definitely, one of the things I want to ask you going back to the book at the end of your book you have the sections that talk about becoming beloved and so one of the things I found interesting I wanted to ask you about is the interlude at the end that talks about dreaming your death. I was wondering what Mm -hmm. you mean by that.
0: That was an actual dream I had. And in the dream, so not in the book, there was a piece, um, part of the dream. So I I had this dream that I, I I dreamed that I died and I've always heard, you know, if you dream that you died, you really do die. So I, even in the dream, I was kind of like, Oh, no, (laughs) you know, am I dreaming? Am I dying? What's, what's happening? Which dimension am I in? Where am I? But I was dreaming and I dreamed I died. And in the dream, I died. But I was immediately um, brought into my consciousness again. So I died. And yet, there I was hovering over my dead self. And my consciousness was fully engaged, just the same as it was when I was alive. And it was one of those dreams, you know, when you feel everything so much, it's real. And it, it was, I was—I sometimes get the these kind of uh, not prophetic dreams, but uh, vision dreams where they're really, really important. And that was a really important indication to me how how our consciousness is like. Our consciousness does not go away at death. It just is apart from the body. So anyway, that's, that's what that meant. And I think um, having that experience in the dream, it was just a way of helping me understand it without having to go through, I don't know, another near-death experience or something, just like, let's just show you in a dream so you'll get
1: this. Interesting. You have a, a course that goes along with the book. That I believe you're offering through your website. Can you tell us a little about that course? Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, I wanted to have a way for people to engage. I do a lot of teaching of online courses, and so I, which I really love because they can reach people like all over the world. Like, and then you can have communities of people who are interested in the same kind of thing do the work together at some level. So I've got a free 11 week self study course. You just go to my website sarahwiseman.com. It's right there on the front, and you can get that. You don't even have to buy the book. You will need the book to use the course, but you don't have you don't have to like send me your Amazon receipt or anything like that. You just sign up for the course, and um, I think we have almost almost now. It's almost 1,900 people have signed up for that. So it's very nice to connect, you know, to to see how many people are interested in this kind of thing. It's it's really lovely.
1: Absolutely. I think I think anything that you can offer to the general public that can give them some insight on what I I like to call this as a paradigm shift. You always see the world through a certain Mm -hmm. set of lenses. And I feel like your book can inspire and what you teach, I believe, can inspire others to take a look at the lenses they've been looking at the world through and, and really change that for the better uh, Empowering themselves with yeah. that. I think that that's a message that very few people nowadays get the benefits from. And I think it's tremendous that you can do that with something like your book and your other works.
0: Oh, no, I think that's a really good word lenses. I use the word identities, but I think lenses is a really good word because a lot of people have had that experience. You know, you get your eyes checked and they go, better one, better two. And they put different lenses on and you're like, ah, I can see. Um, I think that's a good, a good way of describing it.
1: Thank you. I would say from my vantage point, a lot of these things, that, a lot of the messages that you talk about in your book, vibration, the importance of vibration, um, how the universe communicates with us, the importance of signs and signals and synchronicity like I brought up earlier. Those are things that I've seen from a personal level. So that's why I think when I, when I had the opportunity of starting to look at your book, it was, it was really resonating very strongly with me. I If you were to look at all your lessons, and I know this might be a challenge, but if you were to look at all your lessons in your book, what would be your favorite one to discuss briefly and Ooh, why?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. I thought what you were going to say is if I were to look at all my soul lessons that I'm learning, which is like so many because <laughs> I have a lot to learn. I was going to say patience is probably – probably my um let me see i'm just looking at it well i like this one if you're not blissed out you're not paying attention okay and i think that that is has a couple flavors to it one is um we can be in bliss state so easily just by closing our eyes and doing a little meditation, we can actually go into bliss state or we can go into bliss state with nature or with music or with sex or with exercise or creativity, all these ways we can pretty much instantaneously go into this bliss state. It's not, it's not hard to get, but then there's also the, the sort of the idea of the wonder of our lives, not just the good stuff, you know, in quotes, but the everyday stuff—it's everything. If you if you're really paying attention, everything is literally just vibrating with what energy, uh, chi, love. I don't even know part, particulate. Everything's just so interconnected and vibrating, and we're all part of it. And that is uh, fairly fairly bliss oriented I would say to just have that (laughs) understanding
1: definitely have you ever been in a flotation tank no wow no I can imagine I actually did that about a year ago and it there's one here in Tampa Uh where I live and it's a it's a tank where you basically float in salt water and Mm -hmm. and you have no no stimuli at all so you're in a dark tank with no sound. you have goggles on you have no no sound and they say it's supposed to help trigger a spiritual experience for yourself it's like going back into the Mm womb and when i did this i had a very open mind and being intuitive and a medium myself i was like what type of experience am i going to have in this tank one of the things that i remember the most from from being in the tank for an hour was the understanding, and, and I, I got this just from being in this state of, I think maybe a state of bliss, uh, was that mm-hmm. we're all interconnected, everything, inanimate objects, physical things, mm-hmm. human beings, animals, the environment, we are all one fabric. And yes, I think in reference to your teachings and what you're talking about in this book, and I probably would say just in general, What are your viewpoints on that? The interconnectedness of everything.
0: Exactly what you said. (laughs) (laughs) There's this, yeah, exactly, right on. You know, I once watched this movie. I think it might have been called I Heart Huckabees. And it was, I I don't actually, uh, Lily Tomlin was in it. And maybe, maybe Dustin Hoffman, maybe it's pretty old, but in the movie, they have this giant white blanket and they're trying to show, uh, how we're interconnected. And on the one side of the blanket, they're showing, I don't know, one person. And on the other side of the blanket, they're showing another. And then they just fold the blanket together so that those parts that were separate are now touching. Yeah. Something about that uh, made me, I think the first time I saw the movie, I didn't get it at all. I'm like, what? And then the next time I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like it's like everything's everything's the blanket. And the blanket can be, Folded it up a bazillion times and everything's always part of each other. It's always contained within.
1: It's, it's amazing when you can really look at your world around you and piece it apart and gain mm-hmm. further increased understanding from looking at the same things that you look at every day. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a remarkable thing. I, I, I like that you have made this what I consider probably your life mission, your life journey, at least for now. Uh, you have other roles as a mother and as this, you know, you've, you're very talented, obviously, but that you've made taking the knowledge that you're gaining through your gifts and sharing it with the masses. I, I respect that greatly. I think that that's a huge thing for, for anyone to get a benefit from what you do. One of the things I wanted to just share you. with you, I know. Oh, no problem. No problem. I find it intriguing that you're able to really give, a digestible version of very, I would say, higher level thoughts or thinking or complex things. You boil it down really well. I like that. Uh, You you know, a lot of times when people read something, they sometimes can't connect. I think this is something that anyone can connect to.
0: I think that it is that way because it is channeled. So it's not coming out of my brain. It just came through. So I think that's why it has that quality of, I mean, even when I, when I read it, like sometimes I'll, um, uh, just be looking at it or it's almost like it's, I don't want to use the word that it's, uh, it has a particular quality to it that is different than, I don't know, just reading everyday stuff. It's, it's almost like a kind of like magical or something. It's like, it's alive in a different way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's great. Do you ever take a step outside yourself and look around and see what you've accomplished and the things that you're doing and kind of take a deep breath and say, wow, look where I've gotten, look where, look where I am from where I was before.
0: Well, it's funny because no, I never did that. I I have this really tiny, I work at home. I have this tiny, tiny little office. It's maybe like six foot by six foot. And then like my little desk, my little laptop, my bookshelf. So it's all like crammed in here. And so I just have the practice of, okay, I'm going to go in and, and and do my work, but (laughs) doing all this radio stuff. And everyone's been saying like, Oh, you did a lot. I'm like, huh. But I think, I think what it is is that I think it's, um, this has been a long journey, you know, for me, I've been working on this a while. And so just a little bit, a little bit, and over time, it's built into a body of work, and there's still quite a few things i'm 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 frantic to create because I know like I definitely like okay, I definitely want to do this, and I definitely want to do that. and so it's it's interesting to see what those are, and like I'm deeply, deeply fascinated right now with like uh past lives and future lives and like the karma of our relationships. And I really want to dive yeah. into that, and I really want to dive into, like, the, the secret life of objects and um, synchronicities uh, and flow. Like, I just love it so much. So I'm hoping I get a chance to work on those projects, too, or those ideas in more depth to pass that on.
1: Well, that's why I was actually, you're, you're definitely going right into one of the questions I was going to ask you is, what are your next projects in the, in the immediate future after this?
0: I don't know. Uh, I think the next, um, when I ask, I do a lot of my own self-asking of the guides. And when I asked them what the next project for me was, interestingly, it wasn't anything like that, which is, is was what I was hoping for. But um, I'm going with the publisher. I'm one of the presenters. They're doing a the publishers beyond words. They were the, publishers of The Secret, and they have been doing these annual events. Last time we did a cruise to the Caribbean in this year, and then in 2019, uh, we're going to Egypt. And that was the imagery that came, is all of this Egypt stuff. So I don't know. I've never been to Egypt or anywhere like that. So I have a feeling that's going to be a significant, uh, significant spiritual event for me. I have a feeling, because That's it's great. Egypt.
1: I, wow. Of course, and think of the history and just everything that ties into that. I could see where that would be um, very impactful. You know, very impactful. What would mm-hmm. you say from your vantage point and all the different roles that you've held, the different hats you've worn? If someone was to be in an elevator with you, and they ask you. What's, the favorite thing, what's your favorite thing that you've gotten to do in your life? What would that be?
0: Well, if you took out, like I, I love, my kids are, um, the last ones, my youngest is heading off to college. So love, love, love those people that are my children. Love, love, love uh, my husband and my mom. And, you know, so love my family. Super mm-hmm. big deal for me. And if you chopped that away and said, "Well, you can't choose that one," <laughs> then I would say uh, I would say it's this whole spiritual journey of and learning it for myself and then teaching it i like I like this idea of teaching that's where I'm at now, like passing the knowledge on um and not in the past, I used to do you know a lot of readings and help people that way, but now it's like just Teach the skills so people can do it themselves. Just show them how. That's where I'm at now.
1: Absolutely. We actually are getting uh, low on time. We have about three minutes left. Before we wrap up this interview, I wanted to ask you if you can please tell our audience where would they be able to find messages from the divine?
0: Yes. So they can go to sarahweisman.com. They can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books-a-million, indie IndieBound, which is independent booksellers that's always a great choice or you can just go to your favorite bookstore and be like, uh, hey, that book <laughs> that book with the mandala <laughs> and the lady on the front of
1: it <laughs> just <laughs> no and, and they'll be able to order it for you. Great and um, I would say too, I like that you I could I could end off with this. I like the fact that you tie in to your book, just this, this one that I've read. The idea of connecting through meditation, going to nature, and having these various simple acts that are right in front of your eyes to be able to connect to the larger purpose that we all have with the universe. Um, I guess because you probably have the beautiful nature and the natural things around you in Oregon, it it probably has a lot to do with what inspires you. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, but... Yes, but but I was just up in Seattle um, doing a workshop up there and I was driving and I saw kind of like, not the corner of my eye, but I kind of just noticed this person. And at first I thought they're a homeless person, but they were just a person sitting like on their lunch, meditating, like kind of on a little bench. It was so beautiful. Nature's lovely, but it's not the requirement to connect. It's useful, but it's not. You can connect anywhere, anywhere. It's just the act of doing it.
1: Correct, Uh, absolutely. And I think with meditation, for example, and I think that's a big part of being able to ground yourself to your higher, Mm -hmm. higher self, and everything else. Mm -hmm. What would you? One last question. What would you recommend to, to an average person listening right now on how they could ground themselves? and be able to connect not only with themselves but with everything else in the larger whole
0: i think it's really useful to just do something as simple as close your eyes and do a little breathing and then just ask the universe in your in your in your thoughts or in your mind just ask for guidance and then just see what comes into your into your mind, or if you get a little vision, or if you get a little memory, or just, like, just ask to be guided, and the guidance will start to come. That's great.
1: Thank you so much for coming on to our show this evening. It's been a true honor to be able to interview you and to uh, discuss messages from the divine. I uh, deeply appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck and success for this. I know that you're going to have many more Successes to follow, but for our purposes, thank you for sharing your your book with us and everything that you've accomplished with this project and with everything else.
0: Oh, Jason, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we got a chance to connect, and I've had a You're a wonderful interviewer, and I've had a great time on your show. Thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, and 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 welcome to uh, educating hopefully everybody. With these uh, divine messages. <laughs> yes. Hope,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. The universe can get on it. That'll be great. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Supporting our show tonight, Sarah is an extraordinary individual. I think if you want something to read that'll inspire you and give you an opportunity to have your eyes opened beyond just any normal book this book is exemplary it is it should say messages from the super divine in my opinion i highly recommend it go to sarah's website www.sarahweisman.com for any additional information about her projects and about this book and others thank you for tuning in i look forward to uh meeting with you again next week next Thursday at 8 o'clock. You can always check out our website for the show, www.dsocialpsychicradio.com. Thank
2: you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook. And don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore.
0: At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice, or at the dog park, or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply subject to availability.
1: Get more ways to save at the buy five or more. Save $1 each sale just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's fresh for everyone. Are you
2: passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the nature Backed podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the nature Backed podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.